What is up, guys? It's Jackson here, and thank you for listening to another episode of That I-70 Show. We forgot to introduce ourselves on the pod today, so I just wanted to say that Satchel gets on to the podcast early with me, and then Alex joins a little bit later. This week, we talk about Copper, Vale, and several different topics at both mountains. I hope you enjoy the show. Here's our Mountain of the Week. This week's Mountain of the Week is Copper Mountain, and I have Satchel here to bring you the snow totals uh, over the last few days. Here are the totals for the week for Copper Mountain. Four inches in the last 48 hours, eight inches in the last 72 hours, uh, 73 inches total, and a 27-inch base depth. And as far as acreage goes and trails, uh, they have 55 of 155 open trails and 13 of 23 open lifts. So they are getting, yeah, they're still only about a third open because uh, they have 595 of 2,500 2, acres open. Actually, that's only a fifth. So that's kind of crazy to think about. It's still early season, but the snow has been so good. Um, we can tell you Vail looked the same way this weekend, but uh Yeah, Copper was skiing good. We're going to have Alex on the pod tonight, and he's going to give you some more information about his experience this weekend. But that was your That I-70 Show Mountain of the Week. We're back with Mounting News in the Mountains. This week, we saw an ad in person taking the bus into Vail, and it was Vail Police Department's new campaign called Let's Be Blunt. Satchel, can you tell the people what this ad was intended to do? So I guess the idea behind this campaign is to raise awareness about the fact that marijuana use is illegal on the mountain because it's federal land. Um, but when we were on the bus, we we just thought it was kind of a stupid campaign because Vail, let's be blunt, sounds more like an endorsement of weed than uh, trying to prohibit it. And and there was there was weed icons all over the the background of the ad too, so it's almost like they're encouraging it. Like it, it was very paraphernalia look. Yeah, the, it looked like ad. it. It could have been a dispensary ad. Exactly. And so, then just in like fine print, they had their little blurb about how it's illegal, but everything else was pretty ambiguous. Absolutely. I also just wonder how effective those ads are because seems like the people who are smoking marijuana, they're going to smoke marijuana regardless. I guess it is important not to smoke on public property, which would be like the National Forest. But the people who are going to break the law are probably going to break the law anyway. Do you agree or do you disagree because of the tourism industry in Vail, Satchel? I agree. No one on the mountain is really patrolling for weed. I think usually when people are smoking, it's on the lift. And... they would probably be hard to track down anyways unless someone called it in but i don't i don't really get the feeling that vale employees care enough to like really patrol that i totally agree and the other interesting point that i want to make is that they serve alcohol on the mountain and in my opinion alcohol impairs people for example to drive much more than weed does so while it might be you know while they're they're still informing people that it's illegal to do on the mountain there's just it's still just a stigma that um, maybe needs to go away since alcohol is allowed on the mountain. Right. Yeah. I think in terms of impairment, alcohol is significantly worse. 
Yeah, I think there's a statistic like it's it's you know a, a matter of uh, like five saw, times more likely if you're if you're drinking than than smoking. I, I found like a Vox video on this, and I'm sure I'm gonna botch the statistic, but it's something like if you're drunk, you're 13 times as likely to get in a car accident, and if you're stoned, you're twice as likely to get in an accident. That's all always what I've seen as well. So. There, there's our first story, folks. I think it's a pretty interesting one. We'd love to hear your feedback about uh, what you think about that. Of course, Vale is uh, very biased in general uh, towards marijuana because it's actually illegal. Uh, there's no dispensaries in the town of Vale. You actually have to drive to Avon or you have to drive back to Summit County to get weed. So that was our first story. Our second story uh, was in the Summit Daily this week, and they're talking about Highway closures being a big part of winters in Colorado, but how do they actually make those decisions? Satchel, how were the roads for us this morning? I, I was actually going to, I have a question for you. Were you at all, did you think that I was like in control of the car today <laughs> when we were driving? Were you scared at all? <laughs> I could tell you were in a rush and it made me a little nervous because it was blowing snow and pretty uh, hectic in terms of the traffic on the road. So yeah, I, I, I'm not going to say I wasn't totally, uh, totally comfortable, but um, I was kind of wondering in my head what you were thinking about my driving performance, <laughs> but I'll, I'll admit it was questionable. Like when we passed that plow, especially like I'm, I think I had like maybe a foot because <laughs> those is... like shovels are huge. They're like a lane and a half wide. And I know you're not even supposed to pass snow plows, So yeah, shame on exactly. me, but. I was going to be late for work. <laughs> exactly. You had to do what you had to do. Next time, we'll uh, plan a little bit better. Wake up. I'll, I, and that's also on me because we woke up later. I, I vouched for 6.30 wake up time. But um, uh, yeah, it was it was a little sketchy this morning. And this, this article has to do with uh, driving on I-70. Um, you know, the plow drivers put a lot of work into keeping the roads open. But uh, like Satchel said, sometimes you, you're passing them, but that can lead to vehicle wrecks and, and road closures. Um, and this article talks about speaking to the state officials who make those calls. And they the main point that I want to make is that they say that they talk specifically to the patrol officers and local law enforcement who's on the scene to make those uh, road closures. And I think that's uh, the best way to do it. You want somebody who's actually there to make that call. Um, it's always frustrating when a road is at, was, is closed unless uh, unless it's Vail Pass and you're skiing pow and nobody can get there. But otherwise, it's very upsetting. According, This is the one statistic I found very interesting. According to federal statistics, for every minute that a primary accident continues to be a hazard on the road, the likelihood of a secondary crash increases by 2.8%. So every minute, it's increasing 2.8%. That's more than you know 5% every two minutes, more than 10% every 10 minutes. So that's crazy. And those crashes are estimated to cause nearly uh, one in five fatalities on freeways, including first responders, obviously. Um, so that was kind of the, an interesting story in the Summit Daily. Um, and that will conclude our mounting news in the mountains this week. Well, Alex, this week's uh, mountain of the week was Copper Mountain. You missed that because you were doing God knows what but it was copper and you skied copper. So we're glad that you're here on the pod with us. Um, one piece of news before we get started uh, talking about the conditions this weekend is that the winter dew tour 
The Mountain Dew Tour is coming back to Copper Mountain in February of 2023. That's super exciting. I don't know if you guys have ever been to the, the Dew Tour, but it's ski and snowboard competitions. Normally, incredible pro athletes are there. And then they normally have like a musical guest performer as well. So it's a festival, super fun. Copper is stepping it up in terms of their events. I also went on their website today and saw a really cool, um, I guess you could call it a promo, a ad on their website that they're doing something called Play Forever Thursdays. It's a campaign to protect the environment and support their community and they are donating to nonprofits to support local relief on, on mountain participation and environmental initiatives. And on select Thursdays throughout this season, they're selling $99 discounted lift tickets that you can purchase online in advance. And a portion of those proceeds benefit charity of, of their choice. So I thought that was super cool that uh, Copper's taking that initiative and they've already donated something like $300,000. So Good on copper. I, I haven't seen anything like that out of Vail yet, but uh, maybe we'll, we'll do some more research on that next week. But enough news for the week. Alex, how were the ski conditions in copper this week? Copper was sweet. Um, it was actually a lot of fun. They had probably like nine or 10 lifts open that would like take you to like actually good skiable terrain. And they had uh, some bump runs, some upper bowl stuff. Um, and then they had kind of the lower groomers that that were still um, that had been open before, but at least the people could spread out on the mountain. So I didn't feel like the lines were that long. You know, you, you'd wait like five or six minutes to get on the lift, and it didn't feel as bad as like the first day. And maybe that's even even the lift times are even shorter than what I'm thinking. But, but yeah, you could dip into the trees a little bit here and there and uh, find some fresh snow. Pretty much everything was covered. There were some runs that were a little bare, but you know, it's like the tippity tops of a tree it's not gonna it's not gonna fuck up your skis so i i thought it was really good early season skiing at copper i was really impressed and, and i had a great day nice and, uh, who were you there with? Out, i went with my brother but uh also i don't know if anyone's if you guys have eaten at this place before but eagle barbecue at the base of copper is delicious i mean and it's not like super expensive but you get like a fat pulled pork or brisket sandwich and like a side for like 20 bucks and I was like, that's Denver pricing for mountain, for like mountain barbecue. So I was pleasantly surprised. That's awesome. I can't say I've eaten there. Satchel? I always go to that place in Dillon, but I've never been to a barbecue place in Copper. Have you guys been to the one in Dillon? No. What's that called? Yeah, what's the one in Dillon? Satchel. Get it together. <laughs> we're, we're cutting Satchel out. What was yours called, Alex? Eagle Barbecue? Eagle, Eagle Barbecue. It's at Eagle, the base. Eagle Barbecue. That is a shameless uh, plug for you guys. Yeah. Center uh, Satchel's, Village. Satchel's competition doesn't even get a mention anymore because he's not prepared. <laughs> I didn't know we were talking barbecue. Satchel, <laughs> we're always talking food on the podcast. You know that. I don't think I've been prepared with like a single name of anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're, it's a work in progress. But anyway, let's jump over to our next piece. Satchel, you want to talk a little bit about veil conditions and conditions as well since that that's where we skied this weekend um to be honest i wouldn't know because i was just standing around all weekend um <laughs> we had our our like final weekend of training and this was supposed to be kind of a fun weekend because like so far they've taught us training, how to training for ski school 
yeah, they've been they've been teaching us how to instruct someone who's never skied before. And this weekend was supposed to be here's how you instruct uh, someone who already knows how to hockey stop and make it down the mountain. So I thought we'd be skiing around, but there's nothing that my instructors hated more than the feeling of their skis moving over snow. So <laughs> I I just like we would like take a few turns, stand there for like 30 minutes and talk about who knows what. And, uh, I, I mean, the snow was definitely soft. Like I think Vale got like a foot over the last week leading up into the weekend and they opened up a lot of terrain, but I just didn't get to see any of it. That is a bummer because I was skiing fast all weekend. My instructor was a little bit uh, more aggressive with our training. So I was sad to hear that for Satchel, but I had a great weekend skiing pow. They opened Snag Park up 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 above chair 11 um they opened riva up so i skied riva glade there was just some good skiing to be had all over Vale this weekend it's getting good um however i did want to to mention that they are have they are having lift issues apparently there's been supply chain issues throughout the entire ski industry so i know like a basin was trying to put a new lift in this year and then Vale's trying to put two new lifts in they're going to replace chair seven Game Creek Express. And then they're also trying to put a lift in from the bottom of chair five up to the top of Ricky's Ridge. So I know you guys aren't quite as familiar with Vale, but do you guys know that area I'm talking about? So they're going to have a lift running from like chair five. So down in the, the basin of Sun Up Bowl, and it's going to run, or I guess Sun Down Bowl, I apologize. And it's going to run all the way up to the top of chair three. Do you guys know where I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so the reason I'm upset about that is because that was kind of the last holdout on Vail Mountain in terms of you had to take two lifts to get back there. You couldn't just lap it. You had to get on chair five to get out of the back. And then you had to ski down to chair three to go back up to the top of that area where chair seven sits and where you can get out to Ricky's Ridge and Seldom and all that really good skiing out there. So I'm actually kind of bummed about it. And I didn't know that that was the area that they were putting a lift in until just recently. So just a bummer because the, the POW is going to get skied out, uh, you know, much faster. And uh, it's always hard to let go of your favorite runs. So that Ricky's Ridge is going to definitely take a, a beating in terms of the traffic this year. That's just another reason to buy more Vail Sucks stickers, Jackson, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> going to start putting stickers all over these new lifts. But also, isn't it, isn't it like not normal to put in new lifts in the winter? Like, I would think they do that in the summer. What a good point, Alex. <laughs> Honestly, no, seriously. My dad said the same thing. Like, why did they not do this over the summer? Turns out that was because of the supply chain issues. So, like, a basin couldn't get their cable neither could Vail. So they, they haven't been able to source, but apparently there's only one company that manufactures them. So um, it's been hard to get those cables and that's why it's gone all the way into winter. And we heard uh, through the grapevine this week that they're going to have to dig the cat track all the way down to the dirt so that they can drive 16 wheelers up the mountain to be able to deliver supplies for that lift. Is that not insane? I don't know if that's true, but they're talking about those lifts not even opening until January. That's just a rumor, but that is going to be brutal for Vale's Christmas rush because it's going to get crowded and there's going to be less skiable acres open. So I'm 
I'm kind of uh, not not holding my breath on that one. Yeah, that's wild. And if they're if uh, the railroads strike, I doubt you'll get your cable anytime soon because I don't think oh, that's those, very true. I don't think those fit on a semi truck. Three thousand foot cables it probably weighs like a hundred thousand pounds. <laughs> I I I thought Biden said no more strikes for the railroad workers. <laughs> I don't know how you like stop someone from striking, but uh, that's you what pay they them. tried, right? <laughs> I think you yeah, pay them. That's, yeah. <laughs> True. Good point, Alex. Next politician right here. <laughs> Vote for Alex Quinnell, y- y'all. <laughs> uh, anyhow, we also got some extracurricular activities in. That sounds sexual, but it wasn't. <laughs> does it? <laughs> it, did, it didn't until you said that, but okay. <laughs> okay. No, what does extra, extracurricular in hockey means like fighting? It can mean a lot of different things, but Sasha, why don't you tell them about the extracurriculars? Yeah, so we we went to a hockey game. The Vail Moose, what are they? Are they mo- <laughs> Mooses? The Vail Yeti. The oh, Yeti. the Vail Yeti. We're playing the Jackson Moose. Um, it's Jackson Hole Moose. But yeah, these guys are like, I think they're kind of semi-pro hockey players who didn't make the NHL. And every weekend you can go and watch like Vale play a different team for 10 bucks and it was just such a fun atmosphere because they had like five dollar beers and all the locals were there so and zamboni guy came out did his <laughs> thing was the zamboni guy that was that's my first hockey future game. oh that's right one of your goals is to be a zamboni guy yeah i was like this guy is just beloved and i can't really think <laughs> of true. another occupation where people just like you by default like that you know what's funny too is there's so many movies where the Zamboni guy is kind of like a major scene. Yeah, Do you guys we were just watching that? Happy Gilmore, and there's like it's like this like love scene where they're like skating around on the rink, and the Zamboni guy is in like all of the shots. Except I feel like they mean to point out the fact that the Zamboni guy is really weird. Like yeah. the Zamboni guy is kind of like always like the outcast guy. So that's your future. Do you think job. Zamboni guys get the ladies? <laughs> I mean, like if you, you picture a Zamboni guy, Zamboni. they're they're not like good looking dudes, right? Like <laughs> it's not like it's a fit guy or anything. <laughs> but like maybe there are girls out there who they see him on that Zamboni and they're like, "I want it." That's my guy. <laughs> I want that guy. <laughs> Smooth as silk. <laughs> yeah, you might be right, Satchel. Anyhow, the hockey game was really fun. Except Vale, the Vale Yeti dropped a four-goal lead in the last two periods, and the Jackson Hole Moose scored five in a row, and they scored in the last minute to win the game. So that was tragic. It was also the second night that happened in a row. They they dropped a four-goal lead. So we're gonna have to go to some more games and see if the Moose are just really good or if uh, the Vale Yeti still have some work to do. Either way, that was a fun time. After the hockey game, where did we head, Satchel? Then we went to Blue Cow. Did I get that name? That's right. First Ooh. name ever. We went to Blue Cow. And at that point, we were already like, we had been drinking for so long that we should not have been like talking to anyone we wanted to have a good impression of us. And like, of course, our supervisor was like working at the bar because everyone, you know, <laughs> like so many people have two jobs up there. And uh, yeah, we just kind of like blabbered to that poor guy for like two hours. I think he was pretty checked out. 
<laughs> he was like tired of hearing from us. <laughs> I think you're right. It was kind of embarrassing, but uh, it was fun nonetheless. And also, Alex, if you have any questions while we uh, tell this story, please interject because uh, you weren't up there with us this weekend. But uh, yeah, we, we had a good time. Uh, wish We wish you could have been there with us uh, this weekend. Um, because after that, we went to Satchel. You got the name on this one? Shakedown. Wrong. Bridge Street. <laughs> Bridge Street Bar. <laughs> and, you had a 50 uh, 50 shot, Satchel. I did accidentally go into Shakedown when I was trying to get back to Bridge Street. I, I just somehow walked into a different bar, is the one I left unintentionally. Wait, did, you pay the, did you pay the cover? No, I was so confident. I was like, I was just in here. And I, like, I believed it when I said it. And so he let me in. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I realized like right when I got in and then I walked back out, it was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> the bar was pretty fun. But at that point, we had been drinking so much that I, I honestly don't remember a whole lot. I, I, I talked to some fellow ski instructors. Is the bar scene like a lot of people out of, out of towners or is it right now is it just a lot of Vail employees and locals that's a really good question i think it was a mix i think it's a, always a mix you don't realize that the local i don't know if you always realize who's local and who's not satchel but but now we're starting to realize because we're starting to actually recognize some more people yeah satchel, it's kind of fun like i've never lived in a town small enough where you're like always seeing familiar faces but it's fun being up there because you're you recognize so many people. So I, I would say, I would say most of the people there were like either living up there or working up there. Especially early season, I guess probably mm -hmm. majority of locals up there right now. And then as we left the bar, speaking of locals, we got in a bit of a, a tizzy. Is that, is that the right word? Yeah. We got in a bit of yeah, a tizzy, right? That's not sexual either. Pretty serious stuff. <laughs> no, when we walked out, we, we walked up the stairs and there was like a full on snowball fight like right outside the bar with probably like 20 people. And it was just so wholesome. Like everyone was having so much fun. I haven't had that much fun in forever. Yeah, it was a good time. We we're just winging snowballs at randos. I didn't hit anybody, but apparently you like. Well, in my mind, I was sure. like Buddy the Elf. Do you guys remember that scene where he's like, <laughs> like super cannon, just pegging those kids with snowballs while they run away? Have you guys seen Elf? I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Yeah, I've seen Elf, right, but not well, in a long time. In my time. mind, I was just lighting these kids up, but and I reflected on it a little bit later, and I was like, maybe I didn't even hit anyone. This kind of sounds like <laughs> Satchel walking into the wrong bar. In his mind, he was confident. Same thing. In his mind, he was lighting kids up with snowballs, but he probably was throwing them at a, like a door or something. <laughs> That's all that matters. Well, and then Satchel and I were trying to catch the 115 bus, Turns out there's not a 115 bus. It's only a 2 a.m. bus. So Satchel and I just had a one-on-one -on -one snowball fight for like 45 minutes. At we the were bus just so stop. jazzed from the first snowball fight. <laughs> what do you guys think we talk about our pitchers and pitches of the week? Alex, this is one you have not heard yet. Um, so, you know, being a, a ski instructor, I was thinking about the, the veil pricing, which is Alex, can you guess how much a, a Veil Private is for the day? Um, four fifty. <laughs> That's really it's more than four fifty. <laughs> it is. Let's see if the ski instructor I, knows. Satchel, I, you know, I think I heard twelve hundred. Twelve fifty. Twelve fifty for a day. 
not including lunch. You have to buy your own fucking lunch for twelve hundred or twelve hundred fifty dollars lesson? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I better not, get not including lift ticket either. You, they're just paying to ski with you. That's it. Does that include tip? Nope, does not include tip. No shot. That's insane. <laughs> Isn't that wild? So my idea was, why don't we start our own ski school? We could like start a ski school down in Denver, drive all the kids up there. Jackson's uh, ski school bus every weekend. It would be awesome. I will say I think your your like shuttle idea is one thing that I don't like the other programs don't have where like you could just you, as part of your service you drive the kids from Denver or wherever up to the mountain and back. It would be a massive as my dad pointed out it would be a massive liability to be driving those kids, but you know, they're already signing their life away. You know, when they're signing up for ski school, I think. So maybe it wouldn't be that big of a deal to be, uh, you know, getting them in the car too. So so because of that liability, we weren't sure if it would work. And also, if Vail didn't like what you were doing, they could just pull their path, pull your pass. You know, if they found out you were um, supporting a, a third-party ski school, they could just take your, take your pass away. And you also wouldn't get any priority in the lift lines. So I don't know if it would work. But... Maybe they don't care about that if we're given lessons for two hundred and fifty bucks a day, not twelve hundred a day. Wait, your lessons are two fifty, or the no, lessons I'm that your new ski school would charge would be two fifty. Exactly, the new ski school would charge. You know, maybe it's two hundred and fifty bucks, or or you know, maybe for a group lesson it's only like a hundred bucks a day or something, as What's opposed to twelve fifty. What's a group lesson at Vail? Satchel, do you know the answer to that? Uh, I think it's still really expensive, Alex. I still think Vale is going to let you undercut them with ski school and then just bus a shit ton of kids up to their mountain and be like, hello, like, how's it going? No, you that's, know? that's absolutely true. And actually, I'm looking here, though, Alex, the adult 3D series ski school lesson for adults who have skied at least once, a group lesson is 4.95 a day. Oh no, just kidding. Three days. Just kidding. It's actually, we'd have to really cut the price on our lessons, $50 lessons. <laughs> but if you're doing a group lesson, that would still be pretty good money. My kids are either going to learn to ski or go to college <laughs> at this point. It, you can't do both. It's, it's one or the other. You pick, you know, like it's just unaffordable. It's true. And you're not going to be able to teach them. So you're going to have to put them in ski school. <laughs> that was a shameless dig. That was just mean. <laughs> I was just no of being, course you're gonna ouch. be able to teach him that's the thing we're not even qualified to have a ski school like if we had seven days of instruction can you imagine okay that's that's actually i don't even know if we should be talking about this but can you imagine paying 12 you know for a private lesson and then you get satchel or i as your instructor who has had seven days of instructing experience their whole teaching career it would be <laughs> tragic <laughs> you get on the lift and they're just like, so how long have you been doing this? Seven, seven days. It's just, it's just like, uh, I'm going to ride the back. I'm going to ride this well, back down. <laughs> and I got to be honest, like I'm going to put my whole heart into teaching, but I don't think I can deliver $1,300 worth of value in a day. Definitely not. I mean, some of these guys who have been teaching for 15, 20 years, like you might have an amazing experience. And if you're super wealthy, you can, you know, maybe 1300 bucks is worth it. But 
I just, it's a tall order to be delivering that kind of service. Do you agree, Satchel? I think like the, the people who are paying for those lessons are probably so rich that like $1,200 is not really a big deal to them. But yeah, I think that's just unbelievably high for a price. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was kind of getting at too. It's still, it's still a tall order for us, you know? I don't, I don't think anybody can deliver the value of, tw- of a $1,200 one day lesson like you just you're not going to learn to ski in one day and you might learn some interesting like you'll learn some basics and you'll learn how to how to teach yourself or how to do stuff properly but for 1250 like no one's getting value out of that that's like a <laughs> that's a fucking ripoff in my opinion hey watch more the, more the employer more reasons listening. to buy more reasons to buy Vail Suck stickers. I'm going to just have a shit ton passing them out on the mountain. <laughs> winter Park kid over here. Nobody made a Winter Park Suck sticker. <laughs> oh, well, there there you have it for our pitchers and pitches. One thing I was going to add that's more realistic in terms of a business idea is what if we did YouTube ski lessons? Then they're free. You know, we could do YouTube short ski lessons. I think even like TikToks, like you could make it like an eight second video and just communicate the thing, the point you're trying to get across, show the exercise and then demonstrate what the exercise will eventually allow you to do, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like practice. Yeah, I think just don't, I would say don't wear the Smurf suit. We should, we should do that. I wonder if there's any rule about us being in our Smurf suits for a video because that would give us some cred too. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah that's probably true it's not but, very cool but we looking. want the street cred being in the smurf suit right satchel's like no <laughs> yeah no there's no such thing <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah but it catches your attention if you're scrolling through tiktok though right you'd be like oh ski instructor you know because it's so iconic we need smurf names alex you got anything for me honestly i don't even i'm not sure what a smurf is to be honest <laughs> with you I never saw that movie either. You you don't know what a Smurf is, dude? Is it the little blue people, the small little yeah, blue people? Yeah, Th- that I oh. think that show's been around for decades. Never seen it. No. Uh-uh. All right. Well, we're lame because we haven't seen the Smurfs. I think that we're gonna end our episode there because we already have a ton of content. Uh, sh- shorter one for Alex here since he's uh, a slow poke. Um, but before we jump off, why don't we get some? Let's call out a snow forecast for the upcoming week. Anybody have uh, anybody want to help me out with that? I was looking at it this morning with uh, our friend Hunter, and um, it looks like if you're going to go up the I-70 corridor, they're going to get like six to seven inches this week. But if you're willing to travel to like Telluride, Steamboat, Crested Butte, um, just kind of get off the beaten path, then you're looking at more like a foot, which could be yeah. Uh, I saw some soft Crested snow Butte. out there projecting like 11 inches in between now and the weekend. So it could be a really, it's going to be a really good week, no matter where you're at this weekend. Um, Alex, are you thinking about going over to Crested Butte? No, I'm thinking about going to Steamboat. They're Ooh. half open. They're already half open. A lot of their good stuff is open too. So it seems like it'd be worth it. But it'd be like an insane day trip to get up after that party on Saturday or on Sunday, drive up there. It's like three hours and then ski and oh, drive home. It'd be kind geez. of a... Yes, that will be tough. That will be very tough. Well, there you have it, folks. Thanks for listening this week. If you have questions or content, 
make sure to reach out on Instagram at that i70 show. Uh, we also have a Twitter and a YouTube page. So shoot us a shoot us a message there. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to see some content. We'll, we'll repost stuff if we think it's worthy. And uh, pray for snow, y'all. Have a good have a good week.